Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown, episode five. Uh, this is Gordon. This is Mark. And, you know, we just kind of felt like we had to get to this topic eventually. If you're going to be talking about who does or doesn't, you know, deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, you have to eventually bring up the steroid guys. Yeah, these are the guys. We've been asked about this by people going, well, how do you guys feel about it? So we'll, we'll cover them today. And, uh, you know, there's actually some interesting things. Yeah, and I think before we even get into talking about, like, a lot of the biggest names that are associated with the steroids, because obviously, unfortunately, at this point, there's probably too many of them to go through in a single episode. I mean, just in general, like, how do you feel about the steroids? Like, you think if a guy took steroids once, even connected to it, whispers, no Hall of Fame, or what? what's your take on it? Well, uh, certainly a lot of guys my age, my generation, are, are non, you know, any steroid user is a bad guy, and I don't feel that way. I've done a lot of baseball reading in my life and read about all kinds of stuff that went on years ago with guys in the 50s and the 60s taking amphetamines. So I've always been, hey, you know, if you have a policy, you know, against it, then then that's how they should handle it. So steroid guys in as far as I'm concerned. How about you? I mean, I have to say I, I'm pretty much the same way. I especially grew up watching a lot of these guys yeah, play. Sure. Like, I mean, the home run chase of 98 was I was like nine or 10 when that happened. So kind of a big deal like that was pretty shaping it and i think one of the things that always struck me is people always bring this point up in reference to certain players i think bonds is probably the one that gets brought up most with in terms of like well he was a hall of fame player before the steroids it's like he was a hall of fame player after the steroids like the idea that somehow like one how many other guys were taking steroids in the 90s and right, 2000s right, right? right. They by the way pitchers took his steroids too folks and it wasn't and they weren't all doing as well as Barry Bonds, he was still unquestionably one of the greatest baseball players to like ever touch the game. And if and I'm sorry, baseball is a, is a, is a sport that is condoned cheating. Yeah, for yeah. its entire lifetime. Yeah, like, you know, and and I think uh, you know, the the legislation against it has always been in, always in baseball's best interests, right? You know, you know, the commissioner uh, during the steroid era is a guy named Bud Selig. Mm -hmm. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, it's like I remember I was a kid, but I remember them talking about steroids floating around McGuire and Sosa during that '98 home run chase, and baseball was fine looking the other way back then because they needed the help recovering. Like that was the first thing that really energized baseball after the '94 strike right, right. was was that thing. So baseball was fine looking the other way at that point when it was convenient for them. They didn't care until later on when okay, now it's inconvenient for us. You might remember the uh, the ad with Maddox and and Glavin and Smoltz, all pitchers for the Braves at the time, about chicks dig the long ball about how much they like to hit home. Uh, I had, was that a was that a fast food ad? I think it might have. Been. Was it like a yeah, McDonald's yeah, ad? Yeah, it, was, it was something like that. I, I don't I'd remember. have to go back. Look, it's on YouTube, obviously. But the, the point being, that was making light of the whole steroid thing that, you know, even the pitchers wanted to hit the long ball. Yeah, They're like, supposed to be stopping it. Everybody <laughs> knew. So, like, the idea that somehow, like, oh, they've they've touched the sanctity of the game. Nobody was caring about the sanctity of the game when Maguire and Sosa were chasing 62. So, you know, you go back to Bonds and, you know, we're not going to talk about you know, the, the stats other than the career war of 160. The number just amazing. 162.8. So we like an average of at least three per season for the player to be like, okay, can we think about this player as being in the Hall of Fame? Doesn't mean you're in. Just means that maybe you get the conversation. So, so Bonds would have to play for 54 seasons using that metric <laughs> with that career war. I mean, A-Rod has 117. So it can't, it can't be steroids, all of that. You know, it, you it, had it, to it, see the ball to hit the ball. Exactly. So let's not let's not totally throw out like what that did. And I also look at this and we just say any cheating can't allow you in the Hall of Fame. 
So what are you going to do about the spitballers that are in the Hall of Fame? You've told me the stories about Willie Mays in 61, right? Um, With the uh, the juice or something? Oh, red juice, yeah. Well, in the 60s, right, John Milner of the Mets, you know, in the 70s said that he saw Willie had some red juice in his locker. It was, you know, deep red juice and it was probably amphetamines. Nobody really knew. Nobody asked. It just happened. Or like what you're gonna say anybody anybody that was connected to the 2019 or 20 Astros or the the, the Red Sox where they were implicated in those scandals they might have stolen sides are all they now no longer eligible for the Hall of Fame? It's just it's such an arbitrary reason to it, and it's like like it or not these guys are part of baseball history. They are woven into the tapestry of baseball through the ages. And to just be like, nah, they don't, they don't, we, we pretend they're not there. Right, and it goes down to, and, and I'm, I'm not going to jump all over the baseball writers, well, maybe a little bit, you know, that that it becomes a popularity contest. But they make it between, really easy. Yeah, yeah, who who gets talked to and who doesn't, and and other folks that feel strongly about protecting the sanctity of the game. Look, we don't want cheating in baseball, right? Don't want, don't want steroids in baseball. Didn't want cocaine in baseball. Don't want people betting against their own team in baseball. Or just betting in general. Right, betting but in general. I, I think you even brought up a really good point there because you were saying, like, there's a punish. There is a punishment now for taking steroids. It, I, you know, you know that it's like eighty or a- yeah. So the first this was revised in 2014. Uh, eighty games for the first suspension. So uh, the Mets own Robinson Cano before he came to the Mets actually got suspended for eighty games. Oh, I think you're gonna make him a here reference. He's been labeled him as a as a you know steroid guy now or a user or whatnot. The second one is 162 games. So you get. The whole season, and the third time is permanently banned. Now, uh, another Met, Henry Mejia, was I, I. He might be the only guy ever permanently banned for continued use of steroids. Like five of them. Of course, in baseball, you're never permanently banned because they reinstated him, which just doesn't make any sense if you're but permanently banned. I, I, what's important to me there is there is a clear escalation of cases there, right? 80162 lifetime. You know what's not ever mentioned in those rules? Oh, by the way, you also can't be eligible for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Good point. Right, right. Oh, and by the way, the, the kicker is, you know, you're you're not in there, so you know, too bad. You, you should have known that. That's it, it, an unwritten rule if you're saying it. And and personally, I think it's an unwritten rule we shouldn't be following. The same way where it's an unwritten rule where it's totally okay to steal the signs from second base using a runner, but not with a guy in camera, a guy with a camera in center right, field. Right. The uh the, the shot heard around the world in 1951. There are lots of stories about the fact that they were flashing the signs from the center field camera, whether it was a mirror or somebody was relaying them and that Bobby Thompson got the pitch. Whether that happened or not, the point was they've been trying to get an edge in this game because it's hard to play professional baseball and you'll give up what you can to try to and, play and that was, uh, at that level. Baseball, is, it's it's always been a sport where you cheat if you can get away with it. Hidden ball tricks are a thing. Like, there's so many little things teams try and do. You try and steal the signs. You try, I mean, I remember when we were playing in high school, we would try to steal the pitching signs coming in from the pitching coach for the pit, what, what pitch was being called. We tried to steal the third base signs. We tried to steal the pitching signs when we were on second. We were constantly trying to do... Things that were technically against the rules. I never asked you this. So, you know, pitchers have been known to take foreign instruments on a baseball. Did you ever take like a nail file? Or no, never. Like never anything like never that? even occurred because to me. that's happened. You know, to pitchers that they've, they've been caught with stuff on like emery boards and things like that. I vaguely recall one time we had like pine tar or or, or something like grippy for the ball, but I didn't like how it made my fingers feel because at that point they were such calluses that it felt better than like gripping the ball with whatever they were like trying to put on my fingers right right so like i never i never felt the need to try and do something and, like and that and that was sort of i'm gonna say standard but a lot of pitchers did it in the 50s and the 60s and gaylord perry mentioned a spitballer he was renowned to be a spitballer it had been outlawed in 1920 as we said in the prior show so he knew it was illegal but you had to 
find it and prove it. And yeah, whatnot. to catch him. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, whether it was, you know, Vaseline or something I like mean, that. I mean, we talked about him in the last episode. George Brett and the pine tar thing. That, that Technically, that's cheating. You're saying that George Brett doesn't deserve it? It's just, it's so reductionist to just say any instance of cheating or this particular kind of cheating means that he, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I understand the argument coming from, well, the steroids allowed them to perform at a level that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to perform at. But it's just, how do you judge that when their peers were also doing it? Right. You, you're just setting up purity tests. And, and then at that point, it just becomes whether or not you like the guy or not. Well, and and, and you know, here's a guy in Kevin Brown, mm-hmm. you know, who was uh, aligned with uh, HGH at one point, whether that happened or not, it was alleged. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. We've talked about him a little bit. Um, there's we, an we, argument to be made that that could be what's holding him back. And he was one of the guys that we said that isn't, and that should be in. I remember talking about him in that first episode, and I, I think it's just, yeah, I think if you're evaluating, if you if you remove the all of the steroid stuff, if you remove the HDH stuff, is Kevin Brown a Hall of Famer? Probably. Mm-hmm. If you're just looking at that. So then if the only reason you're keeping him out is just because of the HDH, okay, I get the hill you're standing on. I just don't agree with it. And there are still a lot of writers that feel that way that have the power to put people in or out and, and, and you know, Kevin Brown or, or this guy who's got an amazing, more amazing, you know, statistical career, Clemens. Yeah. Well, it's always hard to talk about Clemens because it's just like, yeah, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I hate him. Right. Like, the, the, I, I struggle. I mean, at the same time, I feel like any pitcher that mistakes a broken baseball bat for a ball and then throws it at a runner probably is, you know, not maybe not totally deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. But jokes aside. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's one of the most dominant pitchers over twenty years. Yeah, we're gonna have plenty of assholes in our in our Hall of Fame. Yeah, because <laughs> the Hall of Fame isn't about your personal character judgments. If it was about your personal character, it'd be completely Ty Cobb wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. No, have, people have said that, and and I think it was Ted Williams, right? Because he didn't talk to one of the writers, didn't get un- unanimously elected. This is why Rivera became the first to be unanimously elected because some idiot writer said Ted Williams doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Ted. If you tell me Ted Williams is a unanimous <laughs> Hall of Famer. So that's what makes writers crazy and me crazy about writers that think that way. Um, so uh, let's talk about uh, a few other guys that I think. I guess I, I think that's the next one big. He's probably one of the biggest. If not the one of the, the biggest when you think about it. But one of the biggest certainly is McGuire. Yeah. So throw out steroids just for a minute. You're not counting steroids. You're not thinking about them. Is McGuire a Hall of Famer? I say yes, and I say it for for these reasons. Uh, Not just the 70 home run season, uh, but that he was a a, a good fielder on a good team. Uh, The career home run stats are, you know, very, very high. Uh, And I think he was a good ball player on good teams and and at times the best player at his position in the league for an extended period. How about you? I tend to think of it the same way. I think the Hall of Fame is about making sure we're including people that had an undeniable impact on the game of baseball. And you would be hard-pressed to find anybody that wouldn't admit that Mark McGuire had an un- a complete mark on the history of baseball. I mean, he set the home run record. That 98 season, there was that 30 for 30 documentary that gets, came out that I yeah, need to I watch. I need to watch it too. But, I mean, that that was so important. And the Bash Brothers was so important. Like, he is such an important person to the history of baseball. Even if you have him in there as a cautionary tale, he deserves to be in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's like the 12, one of the 12 highest wars of first baseman of all time. 
you know, I just thought of this as we're talking about it. And I, I don't want to get off track, but you know, Roger Maris probably is in a similar. I think McGuire has many more career home runs than Maris. I think I think McGuire's career statistics definitely. But Maris had there. a good career and had that epic season. I guess the point when they're chasing with the hair falling out, trying to pass Ruth, and and McGuire had that same kind of stress when he was battling with Sosa. You know, that particular year. So, um, but yeah, I, I I just feel like you know, and it's interesting. So, how about the other guy then in the uh, home run chase '98? How would you feel? about him with Sosa I don't know it's for some reason even though if you look at his career numbers they're actually almost more impressive than Maguire's I mean he's the only player to hit 60 home runs in three consecutive seasons I forgot that he has over 600 career home runs Maguire was at least passable on defense at right. points in his career. I don't think anybody would even give Sosa a passable. No, I'd say Sammy would be indifferent to defense. <laughs> it was something that he was forced to do. <laughs> exactly. He had somewhere to go between innings. But uh, he probably I, – I, like for whatever reason, it's harder for me to want to say that Sosa deserves to be in oh, that, than McGuire even though the numbers are there. The career average was – it's better than you think but right. it's still not right. great. right. Right, a god awful defender, but you know, and a god awful teammate from all. For years, it was four hundred home runs would get you into the Hall of Fame. Five hundred for sure. This guy has over six hundred. We're thinking, okay, so you know, now you're dinging him for an accomplishment that not that long ago would have been a a no brainer. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I feel like my personal feelings about Sosa aside. Yeah. He probably deserves to be. Maybe in if it there. was one in and one out, you you might go. Up yeah, if you if you told me I had to pick between McGuire and Sosa, I probably pick McGuire. And is that unfair? Because it's probably because he won that race and Sosa didn't. Maybe, but yeah, yeah. And here's another thing: why I guess I'm I'm, I'm with you on the. I don't know why that I like McGuire more than Sosa, but I heard that he was like one of the worst teammates of all time. Sosa, that, Sosa, yeah. That should not matter. No, it, it doesn't. It shouldn't matter. That's, that's, that's an opinion, you know? Like, you know, there are probably a lot of lousy guys. Especially because you know who's not voting in the Hall of Fame? That dude's teammates. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you're, you're literally relying on opinions from players who filtered to a sports writer for whether or not this guy was a good teammate. And, and that's one of the problems, again, with the voting. We won't get into it here. But, you know, so let's say you, you played years ago and they put you on one of the committees. And then you are 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 promoting this particular player who might have been your teammate who you really liked who's a marginal player and you actively lobby to get him into the hall of fame and there have been occasions i'm not going to talk about it where this happened maybe we'll talk about that some other time yeah it's certainly something that i know has happened to varying degrees but i think it can also happen in reverse we got a guy like sosa who because of his reputation there's definitely other guys on this list that's going to have this problem get kind of unfairly held out and i think it's interesting because the next two guys i kind of feel like I equate similarly to Sosa in that they probably should be in, but for whatever reason, I don't want to put them in, and that's Palmero and Pettit. Yeah, yeah. I think um I think I would agree with you on Palmiero, and I, I don't love Pettit because he was a Yankee and and I'm just frustrated, but I'll get into the reasons why. So I, I kinda am be in between on that. On both yeah, starting with Palmero, it's just like I mean, he was definitely playing when I was growing up. I don't really ever remember seeing much or hearing much about him. 
but he was also playing for the Rangers. And when you're growing Not up, their home games here. Exactly. I, I'm seeing maybe a Ranger game a season. And there was an interleague play when I was a kid, if I remember correctly. I don't remember that started. Uh, that, probably around the time you started watching, there was an interleague play for sure. Nin- like I do nineties. Yeah. Ni- it 90s. was sometime in the nineties, but it was like the Mets didn't play the Rangers certainly every season. It wasn't I mean, like every three or four years you might, play and it. they might not even be playing a home series for that. I don't know if they played home and they're right. It wasn't the same as it is now. So if that's the case, I might've never literally seen Rafael Palmero play outside of highlights on sports center. So at that point you're just going off of, Oh wow. He's got a pretty big number next to that home run stat. Yeah, but his, and his stats, like you said, are like, you look at him going, wow, if you didn't put his name on him and you look you at those like, stats, you go, this guy was, this is good. This but it's like really the most unremarkable. Yeah. He's like the eighth, like the top eight for first baseman wars. But it's like the most unremarkable well, kind of thing. Well, that's a great point because I, I think even when I watched him play, I, I can think of a bunch of other first basemen that were playing at the same time as he was that were better than he was. Um, McGuire. Yeah. Another guy that's in the Hall of Fame. Tommy. Yeah. He, right. was, he was a contemporary. So he wasn't even the best player in his own league maybe ever at that position. Uh, yeah, because then you get into the, like the later two thousands, and he had started. I can't remember what he was like in the early two thousands, but I don't remember him being a dominant force at that point. Not the same way that got him to where he was at his height, certainly. But he might have been. Yeah, he, I could well, be wrong. Let, I think he was in the Cubs and went to. He was, uh, he, I think he, he came was, up with the Cubs or something like that for like a, a cup of coffee. They went to the Orioles. And then he was on the Orioles. And then he was – I remember him Ranger. as a Ranger. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that, that ballpark was thought of as a little hitter friendly. So you also kind of dinged him for that. Yeah, but you're going to punish every Yankee that plays in New Yankee Stadium now? But, uh, you know, on the stats, and even though I don't like him, I think I might have to come around and say a guy like that – you, know, you got to be fair. Why Why am I dinging because I don't like him? Yeah, yeah that, that, <laughs> And it, I'm does, like the writers. Exactly. Then I'm just – I'm no better than that because it's like ultimately the stats say, yeah, he has the war. He has the home runs. He has the average – if he's one of the eight, eight top eight first basemen in war, he probably deserves to be in the Hall okay, of Fame. Okay, okay, okay. So how about Pettit? Because I think this is a good one. You, you... And the, the worst part is I think I just painted myself into a quarter in my sure last did, argument. Because like... <laughs> this is – I, again, I, I don't think Pettit – nothing about Pettit's career – when you think about any one individual season, is like that guy's a Hall of Fame pitcher. And, and you know, one of the big things I just thought of this is he was never the number one pitcher on the Yankees. He was the number three a lot of the time, <laughs> right? So you know that that how how can you be in the Hall of Fame and not even be the number one in your own team? Yeah, like he has no Cy Youngs, only three All Star game appearances. So you do you look at Andy Pettit and say he's your kid? He, to me, he's a pitcher compiler. And 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 to to your argument, I would say that he played for really good teams, like really? championship and teams, that, and that might have more benefit to you as a pitcher than as a hitter. Well, that's how he got two hundred and fifty three wins. Um, yeah, you so, put, put him on those Mets teams in the right, '90s right. and 2000s. He's not have 253 wins. Um, but you know, his other statistics are better than you think. Uh, consistent over a long time, uh, and then you get you know when, when I read the stupid stat that he's got the 12th best record all time for a left-hander. You don't like that stat? No, God. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, is that at least with batters, you've got so many more people. If you if you're talking about, you know, thirty teams with a starting first baseman, that's a lot of starting first basemen that have played. The number of first basemen, whereas the number of left-handed starting pitchers that are Hall eligible. That's a, I don't know what that number is, and I don't know if that's less than I'm thinking or more than I'm thinking. Well, there, there's there's nineteen to twenty thousand players that have played all time in baseball, so you figure there has to be at least a couple of thousand left-handers, right? So having the top twelve is probably, impre- but it's just like at the same time, I just no- okay, okay, wait, 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 no. So I'm sorry, the the, the postseason stuff does that, and and we should talk a little bit how we feel about that too. 
I can't. I mean, he was great in the postseason. I think does does he have the most wins of all time in the postseason? Uh, he's he up, might have the most innings. Certainly, he pitched a ton in the postseason. And I think with postseason stuff, it could only help you, right? Because I, I feel like if you're at the point where you're talking about postseason stuff, you're basically saying the numbers probably either say he should be in, and you're looking for a reason not to include him. <laughs> Or, I guess in this favor kind of works for me, he's somebody that's borderline and you're looking for something to put him over the edge. So I don't think it should hurt you, but I think in Pettit's case, postseason success definitely should help him. But you, the argument for you is the same as me in terms of the steroid impact is, who cares? I don't care. I, I, that's not why we can argue him being in or out on, on the merits on of the, his career. Exactly. The same way it's like, I guess back just quick to, you know, r- resolve up the, uh, the playoff thing. I don't know if Rivera is the first unanimous hall of famer. If he isn't as dominant in the postseason as he was. Oh, I think that absolutely gets in your head and makes you think, yeah, this guy is no brainer. You're right. Like, I think that benefited him because mm-hmm. there, not only was he the best closer of all time, he was the best closer of all time when it mattered. So one of Rivera's teammates, well, this is good. This is good. One of Rivera's teammates is not in the Hall of Fame, an alleged steroid user. And it, if not for one playoff or World Series that was good, you know, would have been a miserable failure. And yet statistically has a career war of 170. Uh, yeah. A-Rod lost a season to HG. Like he lost a season due to the biogenesis scandal. He was suspended, I think, another time for steroids or or uh, illicit substances along that line. He's still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, you can penalize him for saying stupid things, man. There are a few people better than A-Rod at saying stupid things. Oh, yeah. Canseco. <laughs> yeah, well, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess we hold A-Rod to a slightly he's, higher standard than absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, yeah. I mean, just those career stats are otherworldly. But we would have been talking. Wasn't the 2009 World Series that he had the good World Series? But until that time, he, he was, was a sort dreadful of like, in the yeah, postseason. Yeah, like but, all you can but, do. but that's one of the few postseason performances where you can point to and basically say, if he doesn't do that, they don't. They, they probably don't win that World Series. Yeah, yeah. That and was that, he was a, a force in that postseason. So not that he'd be a marginal player anyway, by the way, uh, but if you were to say his, his postseason career at would be then sort of neutral if you wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah. that, that kind of saves it from being any kind yeah. of black mark yeah. against him. Which we don't think should happen anyway. Which we don't think should happen anyway. And even if it did happen, I think the giant shining check mark that is his entire career would outweigh the postseason performance. So... Um, Another guy who was a, a rival of, of uh, these three guys we just talked about, the Yankees, um, played up in Boston mm-hmm. and is uh, eligible, has been, and his time has come and gone to be in the Hall of Fame and has uh, is one of the greatest right-hand hitters in the history of Major League Baseball. So what do you think about Manny Ramirez? He does have the most postseason home runs of all time, 29, which is crazy. But What was the steroids? No. I mean, he... The dude's a Hall of Famer. I mean, people – I remember saying there was like a Bleacher Report article where they're like, man, he only had 69.3 war, which is less than Tim Raines. It's like, yeah, he had 69.3 war while being a god-awful defender. Right, right. That, that takes you down. Like, his, if you took just his hitting war, I mean, the dude had a career slash line of like 300 – like 300 average, 400 on base, 500 yeah, 411 on base average. That, that, you know – okay, that's not about hitting the ball, by the way. That's not hitting the ball. 312 <laughs> career average, 500 50 plus homer. I mean, the dude is a no, to me, 
lockdown Hall of Fame. Okay, was not a guy you could interview, right? Not an easy Manny guy was going to gonna be Manny. Manny was going to be Manny, and he went out to left field on more than one occasion with a bottle of water in his back pocket. And he, so that so that'll just infuriate the writers thinking he's not taking himself seriously, but the dude was a serious hitter. The dude could rake. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I feel the same thing. I mean, that he's not in is like, you know. He should have been in. He should be in. He's one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. So um, I think we've covered most of those guys. There's one guy that we didn't talk about. Um, and, and, and he's a guy that's interesting to me. I always, like, I'm like, he was way better than I remember. And maybe that's because I only saw him towards, like, the tail end of his career. But he ended up playing for, like, forever. And then I saw him play that one disastrous season for the Mets. Like, it was one or two disastrous season for the Mets. But that's Gary Sheffield. So, and, and you're aware that Gary Sheffield calls Dwight Gooden his uncle. I am aware of that. Is he actually his uncle? Is he's actually his uncle. I knew he called. I did. I was never a hundred percent sure about that. But like when I looked at his career statistics, they were way better than I remembered them being. A feared right-handed hitter, a guy who who was coming up. I just remember going. He just looked like he was going to mash. But he almost runs into the same problem because he wasn't a great defender, correct? I, I can't really say. I, I don't I don't actually – I wouldn't put him, you know, maybe not, on the lower – he was a versatile defender in that I think he played some shortstop even, uh, mostly third base and outfield if I'm not mistaken. But if you're going to say Manny Ramirez isn't a Hall of Famer and I think he is – undoubtedly a more potent offensive player over a longer period of time than Sheffield certainly was. I don't know how you put Sheffield in. If Ramirez is an end to me, there's no way Sheffield should be in. Right, 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 right. right. I think if if you're going to say steroids, I don't know how much steroids impacted Gary Sheffield, or is he just not in because the, the writers didn't think he should be voted in on his stats? No, he was he – was- Sort of uh, caught up in that with the with the steroids. Uh, as I, I, he's one of the he, he is one of the more fringe guys. I I feel like, but like his career stats really aren't that fringe. That's a weird part about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, over five hundred homers. You know, I mean, good good average, pretty good WAR if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough enough to to be in that qualification. You look at the other things that he did, and being that guy in the lineup, right, for a lot of times. You put Gary Sheffield, and he did it for a lot of teams, a lot of different, lot of different teams. He was a guy people like to trade, <laughs> and. And that, that's not something that should really count against you, though it probably speaks to what he was like in the locker room. So, um, you know, there's, there are guys in the Hall of Fame that have been associated with it from time to time, allegedly or, or not. So, you know, it's, it becomes a popularity contest at a certain point where I don't know how, like, guys that, like, I, you know, Ivan Rodriguez got in and the writers, he, he was named, uh, you know. I mean, as, granted, as he was named up, he was, he was named by Canseco, but. True. I, I defy anybody. I defy anybody to look at Ivan Rodriguez's career and tell me that man does not belong in the Hall of Fame. There's a first ballot, by the way. You know, he's a guy you could probably vote as a unanimous. Yeah, I mean, he is. He is to me either the best catcher of all time or the second best catcher of all certainly. time. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. I, because I, I, he could do it all. There you, are very. You didn't see Johnny Bench though. I don't know how good, but Pudge was the best defensive catcher yep. and the best offensive yep. catcher. Yep, yep. There are very few... The snap throw for his knees was fantastic. And at a position like catcher, for him to put up the offensive numbers that he did while playing defense like he did, whew, yeah. there are very few guys more valuable than that. So the the um, 
the way they have it now, there's a protocol for how they handled steroids. And we mentioned a couple of guys that got, and, and even Cano and whatnot. And I looked at Cano because I thought, could those 80 games possibly hold him back from Hall of Fame stats? And based on where he is right now, unless he bats like 10 the rest of his career. He's probably a yeah, Hall of But I mean, he's again, he's a guy that's kind of helped out by the position that he plays. There have been very few second basemen that could have matched the offensive output of Robinson Cano. 324 career home runs at second base and winning gold gloves and batting 300 for his career okay we're done yeah you had another guy like ortiz yeah when you look at ortiz's career stats i i mean and he is he has been one of the few guys that has never admitted to it he is i at least he was named he was named they tested him like crazy but they were he was the most tested guy in baseball but they never were able to nail him yeah and his career stats I, I mean, but, one but of the most Pop, clutch. Big Poppy's a really nice guy, and the writers love him, and everybody loves him, so he's going to get in, and they're going to kind of look away to that because the writers, it, it is a popular contest and at the end of the day. because they, unlike him, since he never admitted it, you can play dumb and respect him. You can't play dumb in respect, you know, in you know, in respects to a Rod because the dude was literally suspended for it. He admitted it. He admitted. It. So it's like, like, okay, you can't kind of like pretend it's not there with Ortiz. You can kind of pretend it's not there if you want to, and I think that'll be enough. To get him in. Yeah, yeah. There'll be enough people willing to do that for Ortiz. And I think a guy like Ryan Braun, just yeah. needs, he needs more time, I think. Yeah, you, you talk about him. His uh, career stats are really good. Right. If we're going to evaluate him the way we evaluate the other guys, he's got to be in the consideration set for sure. But he still needs another four or five really solid years, I think, to like make it a, a, a real thing for him. Because now his stats right now, if I remember the last time I looked at him, kind of look like those really good, like the, those renowned like – home run hitters from like the 70s and 80s except like with just a slightly better average like he's got like 380 something career home runs i don't actually know off the top of my head but it it looks like it looks a lot like that we're like oh it's pretty good but in this day and age is that really good good enough to get into the hall of fame probably not so um we outside of the steroid guys and we could talk about them for another couple of hours uh there's another guy who's not in the Hall of Fame who has been, uh, you know, put on the sideline for a long time, uh, and that's the guy with the most hits in the history of the game, Rose. Yeah, yeah, he should be it. Well, like, let's, let's let's not get ourselves. He was he supposedly bet on baseball, and Rose not supposedly, I think, admittedly, admittedly, or, he, or they, they, but he didn't. Did he bet while he was a player or only while as a manager? Well, nobody knows about his time as a player. I think most of this scuttlebutt was about him. People obviously, the assumption is he, he probably. Managing. If he did it while he was managing, he probably did it when he was a player because it's just hard to believe he like that, that there'd be some kind of difference. If you're willing to go that far at that point, why wouldn't you have been willing to go that far when you're younger and dumber? But he says he never bet against the Reds. There's no evidence that you could of that. I mean, I mean, there, there's no evidence of shoeless Joe Jackson cheating the 1919 World Series. And, and would you would even let's let's say that something happened as a manager? If you looked at his career as a player, would you not put somebody in the Hall of Fame because later on he did something that wasn't Hall of Fame worthy? Whether it is a baseball thing, I mean, you could or, argue you, you wouldn't just betting as a manager disqualify him for being a Hall of Fame manager. It has nothing to do with his career as a player. I guess yeah. I'm trying to make the same point. Going, you know, so you know, if he were to be, you know, a felon or something like that. We're going to start looking at character. You know, these guys and start saying, you know, oh, you know, wait, we can't put no. him in. You know, yeah. Rose is a Hall of Famer. He yeah. should be. And and I and I feel that baseball they, they made such an example of this guy for and he has done very little to help his own case most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that they're going to wait till he dies to put him in. I think that's the punishment he gets. He and doesn't get the. It just feels so. 
petty. And he wants it so much. He wants it so much. And he should be recognized. Yeah. The man has 4,000 career hits. Yeah, yeah. Got, got it the most hits. And, and and if you don't have that, what kind of all of him do you? If Wasn't he Charlie Hustle? Look, he was Charlie Hustle. Yeah. I, I mean, like... It would look weird to you if you watched the guy run as hard as he did. I mean, a few guys do it today, but he was the first guy to run as hard as he could to first base on a walk. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> he would just bust it down there. And I was like, like what's wrong with just this guy? Just going as fast as but he that, can. You know, and he, he played a lot of different positions. But yeah, you and I uh, agree. He's, you know, he's, he's got to be in. And we probably would throw in Shoeless Joe. At the same time, another guy who, you know, yeah, accused of throwing the 19, uh, 19 World Series. Yeah, but you pointed out to me, he had 357 in that World Series. So point, unless unless there's some, like, fielding play. He hit a double in the seventh inning. He could have hit a home run. Yeah, like, like, the difference. like, like at that point, it, 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 he clearly played well enough offensively. So the only thing at that point we could argue that Joe Jackson's performance led to the White Sox losing was if he made some kind of defensive gaffe. And I feel like if there was some kind of play like that— Everybody would be talking about that because you would just point to that play and see, see they bet against him and then he messed that play up. Yeah, he's, he and Rose can be members of the anti-Hall of Fame because apparently they get talked about more than if they were in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. <laughs> They're probably more famous as a result. Yeah, it is. Final question. Mm-hmm. So we're still waiting for Major League Baseball to come to some agreement to play some games. And you could end up with a situation like you talked about in 1994 with a strike and the home run race and Major League Baseball looking the other way. Maybe wait about what was going on with the steroids. Do you think it's possible that if baseball takes a hit on popularity because they're kind of screwing around here, uh, that in that same situation, Manfred and the owners, if something is not right, they're going to sort of look the other way? I don't think they would look the other way for something like steroids at this point, just because one, the stigma is there to such a high degree, and two, I don't think steroids would be seen as benefiting the game in such a fashion where they would want to look the other way. But I think if there was something else, like I... I Throwing out a random hypothetical here, like some pitcher found some new illegal way to throw a pitch and all of a sudden it was like, oh, wow, these guys are throwing these crazy and they're striking out guys all over the place. Now there's like guys are getting like 15, 20 strikeouts a game because I don't know. They They found some weird loophole rule to exploit or something. I think they would look the other way. I think they would do that for anything that brought the popularity to the game. And the only reason why they'll then go back and, and, and nail it is that you'll have people that are being like, well, they shouldn't have been doing that. And I just think that's not fair. And I think that's what, what it ultimately comes down to is that trying to say that somebody should or shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, I don't think has anything to do with the bad actions. Unless those bad actions can be directly attributed to their performance improving what like if anything, in some respects, I would wonder if people would consider the sign stealing more detrimental than the steroids, because I would argue it's a hell of a lot easier to be a good hitter if you know what every pitch is coming than if you're taking steroids. So I think in the end for me, I think they would 100% look the other way until fans started raising enough big stink about it. And honestly, that's what drives it all. If people aren't making noise about it, Major League Baseball is just going to do whatever is best for business. And they always have.